We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Game show here on Roto Grinders. No, it's actually the Roto Grinders today. I'm I'm used to I'm so used to Will the old show. That's the second yeah. time, second time. Like it's not the DFS pregame show anymore. It is Roto Grinders today, where we talk about the things that you may be thinking about today in DFS props and pick them. Yeah. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, joined by Will Priester, Chief Justice. Early in the morning. Today's Tuesday. It's kind of a slow day for uh, for because NFL. Once NFL comes back, people love thinking about NFL, and we'll mm-hmm. be talking about NFL throughout the course of the week. But today, our focus is on MLB. I'll I'll, I'll show a little soccer a little bit later. We got oh man, League, listen, League starting back up. Don't don't get me week. excited about Champions League, Blender. You see, uh, people don't. I'm going to be quiet. You continue. Okay, you continue. I, I, you'll surprise me maybe a little bit later with with the with the soccer stuff. But if you're not doing anything this afternoon, it's not that slow of a day because 3 p.m. They got the 20k to first on uh, on DraftKings for uh, Champions League. Uh, we got obviously on on uh, Prize Picks. We got Taco Tuesday. Yeah. That always helps us. So we'll we'll be looking at some uh, Prize Pick stuff. But uh, but will MLB? We got like uh, like a week and a half left. Uh, Squirrel Patrol is uh, reveling. I, I, Squirrel Patrol is, is great because uh, he, he's the only guy, if you tune into Crunch Time, which is later today for MLB, Grinders Live, he'll go in Crunch Time and, and Roth will have to point out, it's like, you know, you want a, a bunch of money like yesterday, today. Like he he's the last one to find out because he doesn't like flaunt. He doesn't flaunt like when he wins. Yeah. But I think when you win with the backup running back, with two backup running backs in, in your in your in your two game slate lineup, you, you deserve to talk about it. You deserve to talk. The funny thing is, Will. So you know what the, the the funny thing? I played I played that slate. I played thirty lineups mm-hmm. using lineup HQ and projections and ownership. I had Jerome Ford at like a mean projection of like four and a half, 
Mm-hmm. And when I'm building lineups, I'm especially on two game slates, those kind of you're gonna leave a lot of salary on the table, you're gonna play like showdown style, yeah. and then you want to get I stack, you know, overstack because people do it less. Yeah. I, my initial run of 300, I got 36% Jerome Ford. Oh man. And I naw waved it. I just I just said he he projects too low for me to even include in lineups because it was like it was playing that instead of like the cheap tight end. It was like paying up at tight end and paying yeah. down. Only because Jerome Ford on the two game slate I projected for like two percent ownership. So once you like get rid of all these lineups, it's like, oh, here are all your contrarian lineups. And right. they have Jerome Ford in it. And <laughs> out of the 300 I played, I just chose not to play. Like the 30 I chose out of the 300 candidate lineups. Yeah. Didn't didn't play uh didn't play Jerome Ford. And 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 I don't want to say the stars. I will use the phrase the stars align, but I'm not thrilled that Nick Chubb's out for the season. So that's not what this is about. So let me let me just clear that up. That's not what this is about. But that's the interesting thing about football, right? Where if if an injury happens to the, the major piece of any offense, 88% owned. Right. right of, of any offense. Not not just not just Nick Chubb. How, how many showdowns? So so here's the thing too, Blender. Uh just to support our point here. And I know we're we're supposed to be talking about it today, but I think this is important. Some quarterback's gonna get hurt on the showdown slate this this year. And they're gonna be and I'm I'm not wishing that. Let me let me not say that. It's possible. Some quarterback is out for the year, and somebody's going to have the backup, and that's how they take down a Millie. And so guess what? In, by the end of the season, they don't care that they've put in $2,000 per slate. It's the one time it works out and they win the million. It's That's the ROI they're looking for. And they say, hey, all those other ones, I washed my hands. I got – I got what the, the the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. But the, the, really, the thing will about running backs though is that they're it's not really like the backup. I mean, quarterbacks, yes, like yeah, yeah. You're not going to see the second quarterback in, yeah, unless it's Taysom Hill or something like that. And he doesn't. Like, Taysom doesn't count. I had a projection because yeah, Chubb's going to get like almost all of the backfield work. Yeah, Jerome Ford was going to come in and pro- probably get four snaps, <laughs> five snaps. You know, five. Yeah. Five touches or something just to to give Chubb a rest or something. So it's not like it's very similar. I'm playing, you know, the wide receiver five that's normally on special teams, but in like third on third and twenty five comes in the game on on yeah. on plays that they design for like you know too wide, you know, then they go just yeah straight out. I mean, we saw that with Mims on exactly. Sunday. Like the exactly. dude went two for like 113 with a touchdown. The dude played five snaps. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? That was what we were looking for with Mims on week one. Right. We got it week two with, with every with, but only on with, five. If I told you beforehand that it was only to get five snaps, you're probably right. not gonna you're probably not gonna do that. Well the thing is, we got it with all the receivers back. Mm. The receivers were out week one, and we're thinking, okay, Mims will get some work and <laughs> He gets to work, but does nothing. But either way, man, congrats to Squirrel. Uh, heck of a build. And uh, that that just goes to show you, man, in, in GPPs, any any large field, let me, let me be specific, because single inch is a totally different animal. Any large field GPP, you better get comfortable being uncomfortable. Out of all the GPPs I've won that were large field, 
I don't think I ever had anything chalky. Like I remember, I think my last super big MLB hit in like a large field night blender where I kind of won. I, I kind of on FanDuel, I remember I took down almost every contest, like the $4, the $44. It was because I was on Houston and nobody was on Houston that day. It's just, it's just how it works, you know? And so um, congrats again to Squirrel. And, uh, you know, he's been doing this a long time. He's a great tournament mind and you can continue to learn. I can continue to learn from Squirrel and I've been in this industry for God, 10 years. So I, it's, it, 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 you're never too big to continue to learn from people. And I think that's something else we can all take away from this is as Blender, you've, you've had your fair share of big tournament takedowns too, but we can still, there's still things we can learn. Yeah. We'll have Squirrel Patrol on later this week on Friday. Uh, he's still doing his normal content. It's just like if you win a million dollars, you don't not show up to work. So we still got the normal content here from, from John Squirrel Patrol. Hit that thumbs up button. You know how much I like the thummy thumbs. This is free content, right? You don't yeah. even have to be a premium member for any of this stuff. So pay, pay it forward with a thummy thumb, with the subscribe button, with the notification bell. So, Will, this, uh, this MLB slate today, we'll talk a little bit about the slate. We'll talk a little bit about props and pick them. Blake Snell versus the Rockies. I mean, like we have we have pictures this slate, like Luis Castillo versus the A's. Yeah. Spencer, I mean, truthfully, Spencer Strider, the Phillies are obviously a better team than the Rockies and the A's, but I mean, they strike out about as much anyway. Uh we got expensive pitchers on this slate. Are I mean, are we are we just jamming in two expensive pitchers? Because they're upside. I mean, we'd like to take a look at the projections here in plate IQ that, I mean, they lap the field. I mean, we have Strider, Snell, Castillo, Gallon, and then it starts dropping. Like, Pepio, I'm not a big fan of because of pitch count. But, like, then you get down to Kikuchi, you get down to these 8 and 7K pitchers. Like, they project for, like, anywhere from 6 to 10 points lower I'm yeah. not sure what you have to do with the, your bats in order to get them in. Are you much more inclined? I mean, they'll be the three most owned pitchers on the slate. But yeah. their ownership can't get completely out of whack with how expensive they are. Who are you leaning, who are you leaning towards pitching-wise on this? So for me, Blender, um, as, as crazy as it sounds, it's, it's not the best move on paper. But, but you'll understand. I'm going to just go ahead and get rid of Spencer Strider on DraftKings. Um, you know, he's facing, he's seen Philly for the second time in about a week. And I, that, that does not mean Spencer Strider can't go out and get 10 strikeouts tonight. That's not what I'm saying, but, um, there is some validity to him. Maybe not having the highest upside game in this spot. Um, and, and obviously he's facing what I would consider to be the better offense out of these more expensive guys. And I can't play everyone because I, you know, you know how this MLB. I want to get to some offenses as well. So I'm just gonna, I'm getting rid of Spencer Strider today. He's he's gonna get the complete fade for me. Um, and he's 12-8. I mean, yeah. Like, to be fair, these are the three most expensive pitchers, but Strider is still 1,500 more than Castillo and yeah. 2,200 more than Snell. And yeah. when you start putting together your bats and your stacks, if you play Strider in your lineup, even with like Gallon at 9,800. Like, you're quite limited into the offenses you really could play today. Right, right. And that, that's really where I am. So, uh, Strider is not in my pool currently. Um, I and, and the main thing is, I think Castillo and Snell 
they actually may have more upside than Strider given the matchup they're facing. Now, look, it's baseball. Any team can go out and score 10 runs. But legitimately speaking, these two rosters don't have a better roster than the Phillies who are on their way to getting the wild card for the playoffs. Like that, That's just not the case. So Castillo and Snell are definitely up there for me. I think Gallon, Gallon may actually be um, one of the better values, you know, just facing San Francisco at 9,800. Like you're getting another almost thousand dollar discount on Blake Snell. So, you know, those guys, you've got uh, Pepiot here who I think because of the spot with Detroit, people are going to have some interest. Um, I, I will have some Pepiot. I'll have some Kikuchi. I'll have some Brown. Uh, I'm probably not going to play Logan Allen today. Clark Schmitz at 7,300 against Toronto. He's actually garnering a fair amount of ownership, um, considering at 18%. At that, at those ownership levels, I'm hitting the X button. Like a guy like him around 20%. Not saying that he can't pick up the strikeouts, but I do at, at those levels, I'd rather just get rid of him. And then we've got Paul Blackburn down here at 6,700 facing uh, Seattle at 13.3%. And I think what you're hoping for with him is that he just doesn't get destroyed. He's not going to have eight strikeouts in this game, but you're hoping he gets four to five and maybe gives up a run and and, and doesn't get shelled and, and makes it through six innings. So as it stands, I don't mind giving people my pool. My pool right now is Castillo, Snell, Gallon, Pepiot, Kikuchi, Hunter Brown, Paul Blackburn. And maybe somebody gets added late or later or, 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 you know, X'd out later. I'm still slightly in the preliminary stages of cutting my pool down, but that that's where I am currently on DraftKings. Um, because it's a two-pitcher site on FanDuel, I'll, I'll trim it a little bit more. The, the, only, the only concern I have with Pepiot is that from a ceiling perspective, like this is not a guy that's going to pitch 100 pitches. No, no, not at all. Now, obviously against Detroit, he could be efficient, get five innings, Get there and have seven strikeouts. Yeah, absolutely. But he's ninety one hundred, right? Yeah. So, like my 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 concern for GPP is, I'd rather take a pitcher that has a hundred plus type of pitch count upside. I mean, it's very yeah. similar, like Brian Wu yesterday. Like I don't care. Like yeah, the matchup's great. It's just that if he's pitching well, this guy still comes out at ninety pitches. It's not like he pitches well and then he could pitch one hundred five. Yeah. Like these are. These are pitchers that the the coaching staff has have purposely put on pitch counts that yeah. they're going to only go a certain length no matter how well they're doing. And I, then on the bottom end, uh, I'm I'm surprised uh, Javier Assad against the Pirates. That seems like a pretty decent matchup. I mean, if you have to punt punt at pitcher, fifty nine hundred seems pretty good for a pitcher against the Pirates. I know very similar to Pepiot. He's not, they're not going to let him pitch a hundred pitches, but he's only 5,900. And if he's yeah. only going to, I mean, we show his ownership at 3%. I think that may go a little bit higher, but I still think he'll be single digit owned. And if you want to stack some of the more expensive offenses and still play a Snell or even a Strider, no love, no, no love. That, that's what they say. No love for Javier Assad. What's wrong with that? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I don't mind Assad. He's not getting much ownership, but I don't like Assad. Like I just well, only I, only because you're, the best case scenario, you're probably looking at like twelve. Yeah, 12 it's points, like man, points. is that enough? Yeah, that's 
that that that's kind of where I am. And I mean, look, Blackburn's in kind of this the same camp, but I I do feel like if Blackburn's pitching well, like we've seen Blackburn go over 100 pitches this season, and that's really where I am. Okay, I mean that makes sense from from a ceiling perspective. Yeah. Uh, before we talk about bats, uh, Daniel Hutchings has a, a question in the YouTube chat. You can also send them in to the mailbag. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. That goes directly to me. I try to have a mailbag segment to answer a question on every show. So if you're not here live, and more than, more, I mean, I would say more than 75, 80% of our viewers and listeners, like, don't watch live. So you're, you're listening to this an hour from now or in the future, in this afternoon, on the podcast feed. We want you to get involved as well, even though you're not here to hit the thummy thumb button, of course. Yeah. But send in your questions, questions at theoryofdfs.com. General DFS strategy questions. I, I always include them as part of the show. I still I have a bunch we'll be answering later this week. But he asks, do you find yourself making much in the way of adjustments towards the end of the MLB season? Or do you not worry too much about teams doing weird things? You know, that basically, when you look at projections, they're going to assume, like, you know, rational behavior that like the, the the game in July is the same as the game on September nineteenth. So, well, do you adjust certain things or consider, especially what we talk about with pitching? Like to me, to me, well, the number the number one thing that I would consider a little bit more that may be outside of the projection is that I have to assume, and I do this for even for props. I have to assume that the teams that are not in playoff contention are much more likely to let their starting pitcher pitch his full complement of pitches, no matter how well he's like Patrick Corbin could be giving up eight runs. They're going to let him pitch 90 or so pitches because the nationals, what, what are they, what are they doing? They're not going, they're not right. going to play. There's no, there's no hard. If they lose eight to one versus what it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. And the ones that are in tight playoff races are much more likely to maybe pull their starting pitcher. You know, it's a five, four game gets into trouble. He's at his 92nd yeah. pitch. They want to win. They want to win. Right. Yeah. So like, okay, yeah. well, we're going to, we're going to get this guy out of here. So to me, that's, that's the only adjustment I would even think of, but I don't know if you think, think, of other things. No, no, I I think I think that's the way most of us think. And I do want to parallel that just for Daniel, because I think this could actually translate into another sport that's coming up. Like we do the same thing for basketball. Like when teams are trying to make a playoff run and, and the Clippers are, let's say they're on the edge. We don't expect the Clippers to be on the edge, but they're like right outside of playoff contention. Paul George is going to play most of the game now. Kawhi Leonard's going to play most so so the ability to play those guys versus, let's say, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks have the number one seed locked up and it's five games left, Giannis isn't playing the whole game. So that you just might as well not even play him. Chris Middleton's not playing. And I think that's the same thing here, just more in reverse, right? Like, mm-hmm. or, or yeah, more, more in reverse. Where right? They're not. They're not resting their guys. They they need yeah. to, they need to make the wild card. They need to make the division. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it, yeah. But in NBA, you know, the, the teams that need to get in there need to play their guys more because. Yeah, because they got to make it. So I'm with you. I think I think that's um, that's it. And then the other thing, too, 
um, or I guess I would say say one more thing in terms of an adjustment. I think the big adjustment is you you need to look for lineups late now, like for the team for the teams that aren't going to make it. Like Patrick Corbin's going to pitch, but some of these bats they may have three or four call ups that day, as example. And so while we've projected that these guys may start, you know, they might say, "Hey, CJ, you know, we're going to sit you this game. We're going to bring out." bring, you know, a couple of our, our younger guys up. And CJ's a younger bet too, but maybe that's a bad example. But the call-ups do start to flow in for these teams that aren't going to make it. And so it could be a lineup adjustment late that changes maybe how you view the matchup. Right. The projection will change based on, yeah. oh, the normal three starters that, you know, the, that, that typically are good hitters, they're not in the lineup today. And then next yeah. thing you know, or it could be the vice versa. It could be like we're projecting them to run out a garbage lineup and then it's like, Oh no, they're going to start their that they're real. The Mets are actually going to start their their real people. <laughs> right, right. Say yeah, same concept. Absolutely. Right, and it Absolutely. can go up and down. Sometimes the Mets lineup actually is pretty decent, and sometimes yeah. it's awful. <laughs> yeah, like you're we're up. projecting you know which, which day it's going to be. Yeah, we're projecting it slightly decent today so far, uh, but which and which that's an anomaly because they're not on the main slate. Thank God. Uh, but right now we're projecting it slightly decent. But, you know, you know, they could very well just say, hey, Lindor, take a day. You know, Pete, take a day. And then some, some random guys are up there. Okay, offense is on uh, the slate. With you not paying up for Strider, most likely, what offenses are you able to fit in? I mean, because what, what are the Braves priced at? Can, you, can uh, anyone ever play the Braves anymore? I mean, like, can you ever stack the Braves? Uh, what were they up to? What are the prices? Are they? The, do you have to play K. two Assads in order to play them? Sixty. Okay, they're coming down a little bit, right? But Acuna's <laughs> sixty nine hundred. Albie's fifty nine. I mean, like, like you, you. I mean, no matter you, you. I mean, there's no way that you could stack the Braves so, and play anything other than like Blackburn Assad in order to do that. Well, so so let, let me see this, um, Blender. I've probably stacked the Braves more without the big bats this season than with the big bats. I've played the bottom of the order a whole lot. Like I, I was playing the bottom of the order in mid-bottom when Marcelo Zuna went on that massive streak where he was hitting home runs and Rosario. Like that's really how I've played the Braves most of the season. I've played them mostly Marcelo Zuna down because while the top of this order has been good, the bottom of the order has really turned out a fair amount of fantasy points in a lot of these high-scoring games. So Ozuna, Rosario, Michael Harris, you know, he's back at the bottom now. And, look, even he's 4,600. Don't get me wrong. That's not cheap. But I'm saying if you're if you're interested in playing the Braves, these are equally good hitters at the bottom. Uh, uh, clearly, not as I'm not saying they're as good as Ronald Acuna or Albies or, or Olsen or Riley, but – for the prices you're getting, you're still getting the same stack exposure for a, a lot less money. And I can, I can, I can afford to play a Castillo or a Snell with a gallon and still get them in. And that's really the point I'm trying to make. here. So looking at the team totals, implied team totals on this slate, you got the Braves at over five. Yeah. You got uh, White Sox and Nationals. I mean, that's a 4.75 on each side. I mean, the Cubs at five against Falter. Yeah. I mean, but the Cubs are expensive also. Mm -hmm. We got the Guardians have a 5.29 implied run total. 
the problem with the Guardians is that, like, you better stack them because, like, either – like, they'll score all their runs without ever hitting a home run. Yeah, singles right? and doubles. Single and double right. you to death. Maybe a couple steals in between there. But, yeah, the home, the home run ball isn't going to be prevalent. Um, the Dodgers are over five, but they're expensive. It's like any any team that's like over five runs outside of the the Guardians. Like, do you think the Guardians are are simply going to be like kind of like projection based chalk because of just the price? I mean, because you could easily fit in, you know, Calhoun at first, Jimenez at thirty seven hundred, Arias at shortstop. I mean, like especially if you're going to jam in. I mean, I'm assuming. Like, I'm just going to go out of the limb. I'm going to go to lineup HQ, and I'm going to put in, like, what our current projections as of what, what I mean, early in the morning projections. Yeah. I'm going to assume to see a bunch of guard. Yeah, exactly. Look, Cleveland and Milwaukee. Like, our literal our literal optimal at 125.87, in salary, is Snell and Snyder and a five-man guardian stack with, with three brewers, right? Can't Because they're cheap also. Canha, Perkins. Look at this lineup. You in order to play Snell and Strider together, like you only could play one guy. Like there's only one guy in this lineup that's over 4K. Like you need to find like all 3K, 2K type of guys. Yeah. Uh I'd be more inclined if 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 people are gonna go to Cleveland and Milwaukee because they're playing two stud pitchers. Mm-hmm. Like if I go down to like an Assad or a Blackburn or something like that. And go to instead and don't play Strider. Like you could just get a you could get a lot of stacks that are, are going to be under owned just simply due to price. Yeah, and that's that that's kind of where I'm landing. So just so you know, my favorite my favorite stack of the day is actually Houston, and of course they're expensive. I mean, you know, Altuve sixty three hundred, Bregman's fifty six, Alvarez sixty two, Tucker fifty eight, and then the bottom. You know, you got some guys in this four K range, but. Uh, you know, one of my favorites is Houston, and so I'm going to, I'm going to get have to get very creative in how I I, I try to you know put this lineup in or put these lineups in. And obviously, I you know I'll be in lineup HQ. I'll, I'll make some adjustments, but uh, all in all, this is uh, this is this is one of my favorite teams, and they're equally as expensive as the Braves, equally. But they're not getting any ownership either. Like, I mean, well, a lot of these teams are going to get ownership. I mean, who's going to who, uh, take a look at the Rangers? Yeah. With yeah. Semyon and Seeger being 6K plus, I mean, you, a lot of these teams are going to be like this. I mean, even though, like, the pot, the Padres, Tatis, Soto, Machado, they're expensive. Any, any, any stack that can, t- if you're playing two 5K plus hitters in your stacks, you're probably playing a fairly contrarian lineup because. I think people's inclination to jam in to high price pitchers. Right. And, and you're forced. Like, typically, that's, I love that in MLB DFS when people aren't doing it. Yeah. Right. When, like, oh, no one wants to play the Tigers because that's the only way you could play Strider and Snell together. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Cleveland and Milwaukee are actually not bad teams. So, like, no, it's very rare that you're going to see Snell, Strider, and then garbage, and then the Pirates. Yeah. Right. Like, something like, something like that cheap. But the they have significantly lower, you know, lower lower projections. I'm much more likely take a shot at one of the cheap pitchers, and then go to this mid go to these mid range type stacks. Because I mean, across the board, the Rays who who's playing the Rays today? No one. 
right? Virtually no one. The Twins. Yeah, right. I, think, I don't know if they're on the slate. Yeah, I don't think they're on the slate. Those okay, are no, but here, I mean, just yeah. I'm, I'm. But I know I, we know what you're saying. The like, White Sox. I mean, like it just all these mid range, right? Toronto. Yeah. Like where they're not. There's one or two guys on the team that are like 5K, and the rest you could find a piece. You could find a Kevin Kiermaier. You could find a Kevin Biggio to throw in, so you could you could get that one expensive pitcher. I think you could make a ton of lineups as long as you avoid the guardians and the brewers and the double stud type of uh type of type of build you yeah. just have to be willing to take a shot and you're taking a shot on on blackburn yeah yeah blackburn's kind of going to be where i get most of my cheap exposure from now the other thing i'm going to do too um is i'm going to have a ton of lineups with no snell or castillo and i'll i'll take i'll take some Allen? shots with say i'm not going to play Allen today but I'll take some shots with, say, Kikuchi Hunter Brown, Kikuchi Paul Blackburn, Kikuchi Pepriot, Gallon, uh, you know, Kikuchi, Pepriot, Gat. Like, and, and as weird as that sounds, all I'm really trying to do is get to the expensive teams that no one's playing today. Like, like that's the concept. Right. And, and they just hope that this, the top stud pitchers, like, they could do well, but just don't do that well. I mean, yeah. if Kikuchi gets like 18 points. But Snell only gets 22. It's like you'd rather the four points isn't going to matter as much. Right. Because you have the team that put up nine runs. Exactly. Well, they have a team that's a garbage team that put up four runs in all cheap spots. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's it. That's um, in, in terms of, I don't know how often, and, and obviously if people listen to this show, I'm sure they listen to you. They, they know how to use lineup HQ. But I think that's the thing where, when you're in lineup HQ, understanding how you want to build that day, because lineup HQ is really a good a good guide. Like especially if you're on DraftKings, they've got the quick stacks where it says five three five two five, whatever four four four. Like if you can kind of get a feel for how you want to build this, the quick stacks function and being able to plug in. Okay, I want you know twenty percent Toronto stacks, and then it'll. It, it's a really good way to uh, to get you rolling. And so, you know, I have a typical way that I, I like to build. So, like on DraftKings, a lot of people, I don't build a whole lot of 5-3 on DraftKings. And I'll tell you why, because that's how everybody else likes to build. So, I'll run a lot of 4-4, four, four, a lot of 5, and just one-offs, a lot of 4-3s, like stuff like that. So, I can get creative because typically what happens, uh, Blender, when I'm building like that, if I have a team that does well, I'll – we're sharp enough to identify some guys that may or may not hit home runs that day. And if I can nail the right one-off pieces around these kind of mini stacks, so to speak, then a lot of times I come out, I come out, you know, nicely ahead. So uh, I'm not against five, three, but a lot of people like to build that way. And I just kind of try to stay away from it on DraftKings a lot more because of that. And also if you wanted to build lineups that didn't, that only include one pitcher over 10 K, you could do that two ways. You could make a group, absolutely, with all three of them do max one, but an even easier way, so you don't even have to worry about like the, even the names of the players. You could go to these custom settings here. Yeah, add a custom rule. You could say give my lineups at most one starting pitcher who has more than. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 10,000 in salary. Yeah. There you go. Right. And then it'll, it won't give you Snell Strider. It won't give you the yeah. uh, Castillo Strider. It won't give you, it will only give you one of them because you put in this, this rule. You could do yeah. the same thing by don't give my lineups at most. One starting pitcher that's lower than 7K. So you don't get two cheap pitches. To, you, yeah. If that's the, the way that you're deciding to build, you could yeah. do that in lineup HQ. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think sometimes, you know, uh, and like, like I've told my fiance before, I'm like, look, you know, when I'm in, when I'm in lineup HQ, it's work. Like I am, I am, you know, legitimately tweaking and, and shifting and it's a day-to-day thing. I don't, I don't pigeonhole myself to, well, this is it this day because each slate brings its own uh, unique challenges. And so uh, I think another thing, too, hopefully people know this already, but even when I'm building stacks, like one of my favorite features that we added a while ago now is, you know, the OIS, only in stacks feature. And that way I don't have to play Maldonado randomly with my Brave stacks. I don't want to do that. I just want to play with Houston. And that's another really good feature for you to add in uh, for your stacks. Um, because some guys, you know, even if they're not in your stack and they do well, it's people don't really have random one-off, you know, $3,500, seven whole guys in a, outside of a stack. Right. And so you're typically going to be okay if you just keep them there um, because people, that, that's, that's just not how people think. And so you're typically going to be fine keeping those random players only in the stack. Okay, let's talk about props and pick them. Let's I do see it. right now on underdog. Okay, on prize picks, we're we're getting we're getting a taco somewhere. I don't know. Do I have to reload the page? Where's the taco? It won't it won't come up until twelve o'clock. Twelve. Oh, okay. Did, are they? Oh, they're voting on the taco. Yeah, they're voting. Let me let me see what it is at least because at least a lot of times they'll at least tell us I, we should know uh, what it is. Oh, we and... got we got we got one on. Looks like on underdog, they just announced. Oh, oh Freddie Freeman, one and a half total bases payout booster is live. Okay. okay. I need to explain. Paco, Paco's going to be Zach Gallon at, at four and a half strikeouts, by the way. 
Okay, well, because you could already see the voting. Yeah, it's, and it's already in. They just don't have it live. It's on their Twitter page. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When it comes to underdog, when they do these payouts, okay? So basically what it means is that they're giving you a promo that they're not discounting the number. So it's the same number that was up there, but obviously for, for up to 10 bucks, it's a promo. Yeah. Like if you, but if there's you, no insurance. There, there's, there's no, no right. you insurance. Can't use insurance. Yep. Right. What they do is they boost the payout. So instead on a, on a two pick, typically it's three X. Mm-hmm. Now they're giving you four X on a four pick, three pick. It's typically six X. Now they're giving you eight X. Yeah. Instead of 10 X on a four, they're giving you 13 X. Instead of 20 X yeah. on a five, they're giving you 25 X. The yeah. right, the right way to use these is in a two or a three, not a four or a five. It's the opposite of what you would normally think of. On underdog, we're typically building threes, fours yeah, with insurance, not yeah. just four straights, not four powers. Yeah. Basically, you're picking a three power. I'm using the fan, the price pick terminology. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right. Three power, four flex, five power or five flex. Like all of those yeah. are similar enough, even like yeah. a little bit differences. But when you boost the four power into tw- 10 to 13 or the 20 into 25, that isn't as big of a boost as boosting the 3X to a 4X or yeah. The six X to an to eight. An eight. So yeah, the three is where you want to be. Like that, right. that's I mo I mostly mo, I mostly play threes and fives on underdog. That's right. That's mostly how I play. And I mostly play. I'm I'm more of an insurance guy anyway. So you so do I, five five with insurance. Right? Yep. Three right. three no three with insurance. Three no insurance. Right. Five with that's mostly right how I play. Um. The the, the thing is the thing is will that from a mathematical point of view. You give up about this much EV. If you do four with insurance, that is this that is very marginally less than doing the round robin of all the threes of those fours. Right, right. So to me, if I find four that I like that are good, I typically want to play all the threes of it. Yeah. But mathematically, if you do four with insurance, you give up like like a very like small amount, but. It saves you all the time. Like, dude, when I used to do it so that, like, I would have eight or nine props mm-hmm. or projections or whatever, and then do all the combinations of three. You know how long that takes? This, right. this, this and keep t- keep track of all of that. Yeah. Like one, once I did the math and I'm like, oh, I could just do fours with insurance or f- fives with insurance is the same as doing all the round robins of the fours. Yeah, it'll well, come out to the same amount, same amount of money. So you might as well just put all five with insurance, and it's like doing all the fours of those of that five. Well, but in see. this case, when they're boosting the payout, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously only for what ten bucks or whatever the promo. Take advantage of it. I don't care how much yeah. you're putting down. I do this all the time. Yeah, like you should be doing twos, twos or threes. Ideally, twos would be lower variance. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to take the Freddie Freeman over, which I'm assuming that's you know, if I look at the projection of 2.21, I mean, it's it. the fact that they're boosting, it gives you the EV already. Mm-hmm. So truthfully, if you wanted to even do lower, it wouldn't. I, the, the, as long as you find one other projection that is plus EV, like the whole thing should be plus. That's the kind of the whole point of the promo. So an underdog, do you got anything 
on underdog. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do ten we're gonna do ten bucks right now, right? Live live on the show. I'm gonna put ten bucks down. Yeah, I'm probably a little bit higher on Taj Bradley today than most people. It's just it's mainly just because this this Angels lineup they've been trotting out just some of the worst lineups in baseball, and so at six at six strikeouts, I am on the over. But and, and, and let's talk about this too, Blender, because for everybody that was on the under, they took it at six and a half this morning, right. which is exactly what they should have done. That's exactly what I knew based on the based on the Vegas trend, it was going to bump down to six. So I just waited. It's at six, and now I take the over because I've got some slight value. If he just hits at six, it's a push. Okay, like fine. Right. But I, I'm but I've given myself that smidgen of value. On no, you on want that? No, the half a strikeout yeah. is not a smidgen. Yeah. That's a lot. I, I know, I know, but yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, so a, that, like a half a strikeout is like a, a twenty-five cents, like um, like twenty-five to thirty cents of value, and in betting, that's ridiculous. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Taj Bradley over at six is something something. I'm right. I already on. got the. I already have yeah. the six and a half under. Right. I yeah. already got that. Right. And see, and see, that's the thing, Blender. Like me and you, we, we get each other because we might do things differently. But we know, like, concept. we understand right. you, both sides. You know, you know that I'm up early taking the six and a half under. And since Correct. you want the over, you're going to wait until it goes down to six, knowing that Correct. people like me are going to bet it down to six. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. What do you think of Sandoval's under five? I, I'm on the under. I, I, I took that this morning already. I, I don't think that ever hit the board at five and a half, did it? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm on under five on Sandoval as well. Um, Cause we so have our projections. You can see in our Roto grinders prize pick extension, our statistical projections have them at 3.99 mean. Remember these are mean projections. The, the numbers on prize picks are and and underdog are medians. Uh, so you have to take that into account. And then on the bat, he's also low. like Sandoval is at like yeah. five, four or 4.2 something. Or, yeah. Right. So let's yeah. let's take let's take let's take that. So I'll do a live yeah. on the show. That, well, I love Sandoval. Here, here's another thing. I'm not going to take Sandoval. I'm going to find something else. Gotcha. The reason is is because it's an even number. Yeah. And, and you, if this pushes, this ticket will be void. Yeah. Right. So if I play Sandoval, I'm going to want to find something else. Also, I don't want the boost to be voided. Yeah. Obviously, if his strikeout number was like 11, I would just do the under. I don't care that yeah, it's an even yeah, number. Yeah. It's just so even at six, I probably would have just sided. Yeah, with even, the even six. Under. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, but understand that. Understand that when you play the even numbers on these these pick'em sites. Well, on like, underdog, well, on underdog and uh because see, that's the thing too, understanding the site differences. Right. Price on picks price picks, they're gonna pay you one, the one and a half. Right. But yeah. truthfully, you don't want that. You'd no, rather no, no. just avoid. You don't. Yeah. Because then you're getting paid minus 200 on one prop, and that's right. that's horrible. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. But but I still think it's important. Like you need to understand that that that's those are the little nuances with the sites that you know. So so for instance, I'll say I'll say this, Blender. I probably take a little bit more more risk on. Or I'm willing to accept a, a, a little bit more risk on. Um, underdog with the push. If 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 I'm taking right. like threes because I understand like they're just gonna avoid it out of the drop down like whatever. So when when I have that and I'm just giving kind of people the scenario. Let's say I've got 
we've looked at projections. I've kind of looked at everything I look at, and everything I want to play is a push. Like everything has push potential. I'll run a five with no insurance. Right. That that's where I I start saying, okay, I'm going to get a little bit more aggressive in case I get two pushes. I can still get a fairly nice six x return. Right. Because I've I've accepted that risk. So. You know, you just got to kind of understand that part of the game, too. And I think when you do, it it definitely changes how, how you approach playing, how, how it can impact your ROI, so forth and so on. Okay, Brown at five is okay. I got it at four. And a, I got the over at four and a half already. Oh, yeah, that, that was fantastic. Gallon, gallon five and a half is okay also. So what I would do, it is, but I'm just going to play gallon on prize picks today because they're going to give me the taco at four and a half. Right, and that'll be my gallon exposure today. So that that's how I'm going to. Yeah, but of course you can only play the taco up to twenty five bucks. <laughs> right, right. I get it. Yeah, the main thing. Or but we or we got Clark Schmidt under four, five and a half. I, I am on the under at five and a half. Yeah, absolutely. let's let's do that since it's yeah. not an even number. I'll use yep. it right now. I'll use the. Yep. Freddie Freeman. We're doing the over on the total bases, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. there you go. Two correct pays forty bucks. I'll put it. I mean, this is literally my account. Yeah, this is exactly what I would do. Now, if could I could, I also do a gallon and do a three pick. Yeah, that's fine. Also, it's the same four x for two and eight x for two, both come out to the same EV. So, I mean, it could be a three pick, but I mean, do you want high variance or low variance? Right. I mean, right. And 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 you know, I think that's important to understand too. Like, you need to understand how you want to play. And and look, here's the thing: is there a right way to play and a wrong way to play? Yes, like that. That that's that's true. But you need to decide like what what type of player you want to be. And so over time, I've decided that you know, even based on the payout structures, on underdog I do threes and fives. Mm-hmm. On prize picks, I only do fives and sixes, sixes. mostly. That's right. it. Like that. That's mostly what I do. Those are the highest EV ones in general. Yes, that's the the difference though between like like what I said by doing the threes or doing the four with insurance is like you're giving up like a quarter of percent, but your very your swings are going to be lower. Yeah, so that's yeah. why I said like if you're on a small bankroll, like let's say you have this promo, this Freddie Freeman promo, and you're like, do I play the Clark Schmidt lower or the Gallon over, or do I play them both in a three pick? Well, I mean, if your bankroll was like five hundred bucks. Like I do the two pick, yeah, because it's lower variance because ten dollars out of five hundred bucks or whatever is a larger percentage. If your yeah. bankroll is, if your bankroll is twenty thousand dollars, yeah, like it like, doesn't. I mean, you're you're just cashing in on ten dollars of promo money. Like yeah. if you wanted to do the three, don't do the four or the five because you get less money that way, right? But yeah, in this promo, like ten bucks for three, okay, I'll take it. Yeah, right. My bankroll's not a good. You'd rather I'd rather get a good a better shot at forty than similar percentage wise to get eighty. It just happens less often, and that's a very yeah. similar in DFS bankroll management. the The smaller percentage of your bankroll it is, the more risk that you could be willing to take on. But if you're mm-hmm. playing twenty percent of your bankroll on an NFL week slate, like dude, diversify, play play low low variance because you're gonna go broke otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, same same concept. And I think, you know, I think when people understand that, like, you know, and I've kind of shown people recently, I've shown them kind of my, like I track mine in a spreadsheet. And so they see, like, you can see day to day, 
how much I have in, in play, what I earn. So I think Will is frozen, I believe. It's either Will's frozen or I'm frozen. Someone tell me. Steve, is Will frozen or am I frozen? Will is, okay. Because sometimes you don't know. Sometimes maybe I'm the only, I can see myself in the camera and everyone else is wandering around. Okay, so Will Will is Will is frozen in place. Wait, someone, someone he, she sta- he stared at Medusa, whatever. Okay, so we got this in. So you, under, you understand using promos, figuring out the best way to get the highest return on these promos. Obviously the taco on prize picks always, always use the taco and always use it in the direction that, that you're getting the value on that you'll go on Twitter and there's plenty of people that are like, no, the taco is cursed. So I'm going to go the other way, right? If they give you an extra one and a half strikeouts, you know, on, on gallon to make him at like four, like don't take the under, like that's just stupid, right? No matter what the result comes out to be. Okay. So now that Will's gone, unless he maybe, maybe come back. Uh, We got a soccer slate. 3 p.m. Eastern. The Champions League is back. Uh, That's great. Uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, like every other Tuesdays and Wednesdays, uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, you could play soccer DFS on on DraftKings. FanDuel does have some some contests, but different scoring system, a little bit uh, lower, lower prize pools. But we do have projections here at... Roto-Grinders, if you're a premium member, right? Combo premium, you could, you get the soccer projections. Just realize that the soccer projections really don't mean anything until an hour before kickoff, okay? You do not get starting lineups for all the teams until an hour before their game kicks off. And you'll get that, we'll get them all at once. So we'll start getting all these lineups in at like 1.45 to 2 o'clock Eastern. I'm back. Our, proje- our projections team will... Shane, because they they may be rotation, like the predicted lineups for midweek games could be very unpredictable. We don't know, like we don't know. Man City are like a, a ridiculous size favorite. Most like Man City will be chalk on the Champions League slate. They're not sneaky. Foden, Alvarez, Holland—they're all going to be ridiculous. Their projections are absurd because yeah. they they have like a over a three implied total. They're at home against Red Star Belgrade as a minus 1,600 favorite, okay? So they're going to be the chalk on this slate, but we don't know who's going to start, right? Most li- I mean, We don't know if we're going to get Mateus Nunes in the lineup. We don't know if Sergio Gomez is going to, like, they're going to rotate some people. Is Ake going to play? Is Walker going to play? Like, it, you can't just build these lineups now and then just walk away. Like, like there's going to be rotation. Is Rico Lewis actually going to start? We don't know, Right. So these teams rotate because they play games on the weekend as it is. So yeah. we're not going to know the Feyenoord lineups or the, the Barcelona lineups. Like those are the big favorites on this slate. So you'll get the lineups. You could go, you could go on uefa.com. You, there are plenty of sites. Sofa score, see the confirmed starting lineups. And then our projections team will start updating the projections here for you to use them. So typically, you know, give five to 10 minutes or so. And they'll start updating all of this. So just be very clear. We do have soccer projections. They're for all the Champions League slates as well as the English Premier League slates on the weekends. And we also have their showdowns on Mondays and Fridays and stuff. So if you didn't know that we we, we got soccer stuff here and I, I do use our projections. But I mean, I'm I'm more of a small field type of player, cash game type of player. So 
a lot of times I could I could pick out I could pick out the lineups. I will. I've been playing soccer DFS now. Next month will mark eight years. Man, that's incredible. And I've I've seen I've seen you, uh, you know, take down GPPs and and and, and all the other stuff too. So uh, that that's amazing. That's, man. that's my my starting ground. My starting ground was in soccer. Listen, that that's that's how I feel about KBO. Like I I actually hate that the KBO contests are like not worth my time anymore. Like I just get my exposure on Prize Picks and Underdog now. But truth be told, I would love it if uh, the KBO contests were really worth it. Uh, you gotta you gotta really, wait for another pandemic, Will. Well, I, I I well I'll never. No problem. We can just not have it ever again. <laughs> but that's when it was that's when KBO was kicking right when yeah there weren't yeah. many sports going on it's like okay what am I going to do at four in the morning for the Korean baseball league but man it's like it's crazy so what happened Blender is and I know we got to go but uh I, I ended up getting into it so much I retained all of the knowledge everything I knew about the players everything I knew about the teams that you know it's it's just it translated over into today and so it's really helped me a lot. You know, prize picks offers the strikeouts and the pitching outs and, you know, hitter props and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm mostly a pitcher props player, um, you know, and there's some guys in the prop shop that are really good with hitters. I just, that's not my jam. I'm much better with pitching. I stick with pitching and that's my bread and butter. And same thing for, for KBO. So uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this show today, man, for sure. Right. So on champions league, if you're playing chalk, you're playing man city. Or Barcelona, pretty much, or maybe some Feyenoord or something like that. So the, you could go into our soccer Discord. We have a soccer channel in there. Alex Cooper is in there. Tuttle's in there. We got people in there that can answer your soccer questions. So join, join Roto Grinders Combo Premium. I got my own channel, Blenders Game Theory, in there as well. Uh, click on that link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. Will you got it? You got a Prize Picks video coming out today, right? For MLB. Yeah, it's, it's Taco Tuesday, so it's going to be dropping probably within the next 30 minutes. So you could get to whatever the taco is, plus your 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 quick picks, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that yes, gets sir. posted on Twitter, on TikTok, on YouTube Shorts. YouTube Shorts, yeah. And it, it'll be it'll be everywhere. And we, we've actually done really well with those this season. I, I didn't track – and I, I should have. I was tracking the, the – uh, the results of the the take your pick'em shot. I should have been tracking this one, but all in all, we, we've done really well. If you've, you know, it's very seldom I get both wrong, and it's actually been more. I'd probably say, let's say sixty to seventy percent of the time, I get them both right this season with the with the short. So it's been been a good run. Well, follow that. Follow Will on Twitter. Uh, follow. Hey, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You'll get you'll get those shorts. You'll get all the content today. We got Grinders Live later today, 5 o'clock Eastern, 6.20 or so for Crunch Time, presented by FanDuel. Uh, we got uh, the football stuff, obviously, coming up later today, later this week. We got showdown stuff. We got soccer stuff. We got MMA. We got college football. We got, we got all the stuff here for you on, on, on Roto Grinders Premium. So join us. Join us in the Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. Submit your questions to the mailbag. Mailbag. Give me some mailbag stuff. I got, I got some. We're going to be featuring some of these questions later this week. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. And uh, and tomorrow, tomorrow, no, 
Noto's going to be here tomorrow. We'll be taking a first look at the NFL Week 3 slate with possibly, yeah. you know, a bunch of cheap running backs that <laughs> because of yeah. the pricing came out differently. We'll take a look. We'll talk about it all because uh, that's what we do here. Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern on Roto Grinders today. 